The following podcast features discussions of an adult nature. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Coming and Other Stuff You Should Know. I am your favorite uncle, Forrest. And I am your self-proclaimed BDSM princess, borderline personality disorder princess, whatever you want to call me, Lauren Victoria. (laughs) So, Lauren, I love you. I love you tons. I need that right now. It's a new year. I need it. It's a new year. Is it? It's a new fucking year. 2020 was... This is our first episode of the new year. 2020 was exactly 16 years long, so. Yeah, 2020 can go fuck itself. Um, And it's as if 2020 could not have gotten worse with the pandemic and everything. Um, Something happened. Obviously, this is happening around the time. If you don't know, we tend to record these episodes ahead of time. So we have a decent backlog of stuff that we can start promoting. And I'm not having to worry about editing an episode every fucking week. Um, But in the middle of all of this and recording this particular last episode, um, it has become known that Pornhub has done some shady fucking shit. Haven't they, Lauren? Dude, I'm just fucking internet just focusing on the wrong places. For those people who don't know what's going on, can you fill us in a little bit on exactly what is happening with the whole Pornhub situation? What's going on? Okay, so Pornhub is now only going to be allowing verified users to post content. They deleted around, I think a little over 10 million videos, including a handful of mine, um, which was disappointing. Like to see, I in one week I went literally 14,000 views on one video in less than 24 hours to zero. Like this is how, this is how creators are getting their content out there. The verification, this is somewhat easy, but a lot of people don't really necessarily, they don't take that extra step to do it. So you mm-hmm. saw a bunch of content from creators and from responsible adults that are, you know, completely erased and completely like their work just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And also too, what I'm hearing too, is what it sounds like is the ideas that they're and visa originally was the one making active points to, basically stop all transactions from the site itself under the guise that it's to combat child um, and see that child has, pornography it, and that t- kind of stuff. When it, That is the buzzword, I think, of the year. And I, I mean, as someone that has gone through assault and exploitation myself, I 100% get it. But if you take a look at the statistics of the hundreds of views of child exploitation videos that get through the cracks on Facebook, it is outrageous. Videos of child exploitation were mm-hmm. on Facebook. Some of them were. Facebook won't do anything about it because face... Facebook picks and chooses. It will it benefit me? Mm, then sure. Will it give me money? But yet, did Facebook do anything about it? No, it won't. God, that like, do you notice that he, and he looks dead now. Like he used to have a soul. Like as someone, it's coming from someone who doesn't even believe in souls. Like, I will acknowledge, he used to have a soul, and now he's just like a dead fish. Fucking ugly-ass hairline. It's interesting, because Visa is totally cool with people using their systems to buy alcohol, to all of these things that are actively harming porn. You cannot ethically (laughs) consume adult content, which it's, it's, it kind of goes back to the same thing as like, for a really harsh example, it's used like abortion. Making abortion illegal doesn't make, it, it just creates, you know, 
it just creates more problems. And that that's what you're doing here with this. You're you're gonna create harder environments for people to make content in. As you can tell, I'm pretty stressed out. <laughs> no, I agree. And let me just say too, like obviously like I we've said this before, especially for me, like I do consume a lot of gay content because dudes, that's what I'm attracted to. But I'm not oh, yeah. afraid of shying away from seeing, you know, some good straight porn. Lauren sent me a link to one of her videos and not gonna yeah. lie, I literally told her, I was like, it's like a fucking art house video. It looks so Thank good. You. The editing Thank on you. it looks amazing. It looked like like a piece of art and Thank and it's you. sad that like creators it's gone. it's it's <laughs> great it looks awesome and it sucks that you know people who want to try something a little bit different are getting shafted like hardcore and 100% and you know what it happens to to fat bodies more what's crazy is that the censorship especially when you go to like Instagram and Facebook if i post a picture with my hands over my tits going you know just like holding them up like is going to get flagged more frequently than if i was a skinny little white girl it's so weird. And like now we're having yeah. to use different hashtags. We're having to, like I write ho a lot on Instagram and I spell it H-E-A-U-X because if I spell it H-O-E, I can't use the word ho to describe yeah. myself without it getting flagged. I am adult content. Like I, ugh. Yeah, and I mean, I've been slowly transitioning from one bed of mm -hmm. like, of the type of content I post to something else just because I, I love it. I don't think I've, I want to lean into it more, especially with my affiliations. It's been very hard to, so I've been trying to separate them, but mm -hmm. you know, it kind of scares me a little bit that like, you know, as an entertainer and as someone who does like theater and immersive and all that other stuff, um, even creating this podcast, it sucks that like, if I have like a day job and they, and it's, you know, and it gets mentioned to them that this is the kind of content I produce, I could lose my job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which sucks ass, which is like, it's, there's no correlation between the two, yep. but yet for some reason, just because I do this podcast, it's meant to have fun and to converse and to make something not as taboo. Mm -hmm. We're still feeding into that. And the company's still feeding into that. It's like, here's the thing. I don't promote your company. Like if you were paying me money to promote it, then maybe I could consider, but even then I would probably not because yeah. I'd rather do this kind of stuff. I love this kind of work. This this kind of this sex education is fun for me to do. My OnlyFans shit, on my Pornhub shit. I use my real name. One because like the video that you saw that I sent you, um, I'm good at sucking dick, and I want to for it. Yes, I want everyone bitch. to know. I want because I'm not ashamed of it. It's a good amount of it to my mom because like I've always been the fat kid in every fact in every friend group. I've always been the fat. That older, I was never taught to have any shame about my sexuality. So it's weird that. Like I use my real name on everything companies and like, that's cool because I realized I don't really want to do anything else. I want to have sex all day for money. Uh -huh. Like dude, dude, my, va my vagina is so tired. <laughs> it's so tired. <laughs> you know what? It's, I mean, this oh. will, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye out. We'll keep an update on, on <laughs> what is exactly been happening. Um, I I just like keep an update on, on my vagina. I was like, we'll keep an update well, on vagina. We'll keep an update on the fourteen ninety nine a month. <laughs> yes, go to her OnlyFans. It's linked in the show description below. It's very important, I think, because now more than ever, I have been starting to pay for my porn more than yeah. I used to. And I'm especially after starting this, did I realize that it was like super important? So like Dallas Steele, he's got some of my money. Mm. Um, 
Lauren? Theo. 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 Ooh. Theo, Theo, Theo. Mm. I would pay money to peg the life out of him. Just like until he... Uh, he's he's getting... Not our guest. I mean him guest. too. Like honestly, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So um, we'll, we're going to take a quick little break and then we're going to bring in our guests and we'll get into some more fun topics. Everyone, we are back. Um, for this particular episode, for the start of the brand new fucking year, we have talked... Okay, so in 2020, we kind of started talking about more like sex in the porn industry with like the studios, sex with OnlyFans, with leather and all that other stuff. But there is one sector of the world that we have not talked about. And I... And this... Our guest actually was the one who recommended this topic and... I am not going to turn a conversation down with anybody. So we're today going to talk about sex in relation to religion and more specifically Catholicism. And our guest is the host of The Haunt Line. Uh, please give it up to Jonathan Casco. Jonathan, welcome to Coming and Other Stuff You Should Know. Thank you. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be a part of the show. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Uh, so I will give fair warning to everybody. Um, all three of us uh, used to work together. We're not saying where, but uh, we have all we've actually all known each other for quite a long time. Jonathan and I actually <laughs> have been talking a long time, especially since we all kind of split and divided, mainly because I'm in the hot industry. He's in the hot industry. So so we talk a lot. I've been on his podcast. I'll link that episode below. It is fan fucking tastic. <laughs> but I'm glad that we get to talk a little bit more. So 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 thank you. Thank of you, course, thank you. of course. <laughs> so my dude, um, before we get into the uh, the actual topic at hand, um, something happened, <laughs> and I kind of I kind of gave you warning that it was that we were going to talk about this because I think it's because oh, I think it's great because so where we worked, let me first and foremost say well where we worked was basically like an echo chamber. We were working around the same people every fucking day, literally so, around. It was around, like literally it was, around, it was around place. Oh, remember when one person would get sick, everyone else would get sick? Remember that oh, shit? Yeah. Co- oh, COVID so great. would wreak havoc on us. <laughs> oh my god. Open. Like, There'd true. be like five people working and that's it. Yeah. Um in that if we if we still worked there, if that if that location still existed. Um but so there's nine times out of ten you would learn about almost everything about every single person. Oh, However, yeah. this piece of information was fairly new to me because I was scrolling through OkCupid and who is to appear on my OkCupid as bisexual, non-monogamous, but Jonathan Casco. <laughs> so I'm, so I'm kind of dying to know like what, when, like when, how did this journey start and where, where has it kind of led you? I mean, got like given Rona be damned. So we haven't been able to kind of explore too much about anything, but right. like, Tell me a little. Tell us a little bit more about it. Listen, it's all TikTok's fault, Dude. right? Uh, not- <laughs> Dude, why do you think I have a slit in my eyebrow? Because the queers on TikTok told me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. I actually don't have a TikTok. Uh, my partner does. Ariana does. Uh, she has. So she's always showing me stuff on TikTok. Uh, in reality, though, it it started a couple of years ago. I'd say about two to three years ago. Um, I, you know, in, in touching on today's topic, which by the way, uh, it, it's, it's not Catholicism that I want to oh, talk about because I actually grew up, 
Christian. My apologies. Uh, Christianity. <laughs> Although, you know, Catholicism, Christianity, Mormonism, they all kind of share the same things. But uh, I grew up in a very religious house and a very religious mm-hmm. background, right? Um, and, and, you know, that's why I wanted to talk about this with you guys today because uh, I think it's important to, to kind of uh, talk a little bit deeper about all that, all that that comes with, all the baggage that um, sexuality and, and the Bible and Christianity comes mm-hmm. with, right? Uh, so I grew up in a very uh, religious household. I, I actually, half of my household is Christian. The other half is Mormon. Oh. Um, so <laughs> you can tell uh, things were a little funky <laughs> around here at times, mm-hmm. right? So anyways, I, I you know, in the recent years, I've started learning more about sex positivity, about, yes. being, uh, you know, being sexually healthy, mm-hmm. um, about, you know, kind of uh, bro- broadening your horizons, if you will. <laughs> um, I listened to back in the day, I used to live, listen to a show called Love Line on K-Rock, mm-hmm. yep. um, which back then, you know, I, I listened in the days that it was hosted by Mike, Mike Catherwood and Dr. Mm-hmm. Drew, which uh, my opinions on both of those gentlemen have changed quite a bit uh, since the pandemic. However, uh, that being said, the new Dr. Drew, or I'm sorry, the new uh, Love Line, with Dr. Chris um, is very sex positive. Um, They talk about a lot of great things on that podcast. And I listen to other podcasts too, like the science of sex um, uh, where it's just all about being open and being comfortable with not only your sexuality, (laughs) but the sexuality of other people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that kind of started an an awakening in me where I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know what? All, all. I grew up with, you know, kind of the, uh, the, the, the. Uh, what am I trying to say? The, um, the extremities, right? Mm-hmm. You're either, uh, you know, you're male or you're female. You're either straight or you're gay, right? Mm-hmm. And what I've been learning in, in all these years is that, you know, sexuality is very much a spectrum, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of, you know, to to try and box it in or define it or try to kind of uh, make it just one thing. It's not fair for anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, a couple of years ago, we started, uh, exploring options in my own relationship. We've been together for eight years. Um, we started talking about, you know, uh, opening up the relationship, kind of having fun, you know, seeing, uh, seeing where it takes us, mm-hmm. um, all in the <laughs> spirit of sexual positivity, all in the spirit of sexual health and openness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a great time, especially growing up as somebody who was very repressed because of the religion itself, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And because of the warped teachings that they have a- around, sexuality uh and it's been freeing it's been nice <laughs> i love that now, yeah yeah so this year uh, i really started to explore that however uh you know obviously the thing happened um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the thing you know uh, <laughs> so that kind of put a, a halt on our plans uh, we were we're you know myself and my partner were both on okay cupid we both got profiles I hardly use the thing anymore because obviously I'm not about to meet up with somebody right now Mm -hmm. uh, until I get at least six injections in me, six vaccines, uh, you know. (laughs) Thank you for clarifying that one. Six injections could mean a whole different, a whole multitude of things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's where we're at now. And so, uh, you know, I I definitely once you announced that you were doing this podcast, I was like, well, this is the opportunity to talk about it because I do think. Wow. Yeah, you know, Christianity has such a warped view. And, and, and 
honestly a, a quite a toxic view mm-hmm. on sexuality mm-hmm. um and yeah so i just wanted to kind of chat about that today i love that i'm so glad that you got to come on and you're you're actively wanting to do this so a little background i know for me um because i don't know if any of you know this i when i was younger i was actually raised seventh day adventist wow and so, yeah so it was yep that was a full fucking ride oh, yeah. um <laughs> so so i was uh in a private school uh it's called seventh day adventist it was in bellflower california um tiny little thing so it was there until about fourth grade and then we and then i ended up moving so i had to move schools to a public school but um I actually remember mentioning this on my TikTok. I had, I would always stay in after school care because it was just because my mom worked late. So I would stay there for a little bit. Um, And they had like a shed with a bunch of toys and stuff to mess around. One of the things that I liked wearing and I still remember to this day is this white flowy skirt. It's very like... Like, um, I'm trying to think, it's very, it's very rooted in Hispanic tradition and it's very flowy in the way it was designed. Nice. I was always wearing that fucking skirt. I loved that thing. I loved twirling around in it. It looked <laughs> great. So apparently people started noticing it and started talking to my mom being like, Hey, so we think he might be gay. We have conversion therapies that you can oh, put no. him through and all that other no. shit. And it was kind of, and my mom was like, fuck you guys. And so, <laughs> so when the move happened, is when she was like, okay, fuck this religion, bye. Nice. Um, we noticed your child was having fun, so they must be gay. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of a given at that point. Like, you know, there's <laughs> glitter, there's rainbow everywhere. I mean, especially when I popped out. So, you know, it's it was kind of a given. But, you know, just I, I, religion is a very, I feel like religion is a very hypocritical like little like like a thought process to be in so i'm so i have been out of religion for a while so uh so i grew up uh mexican catholic um for me i always kind of knew i was going to be fucked because i remember being in catechism when i was going to make my communion this is what we're going with (laughs) and i just remembered knowing like this is going to be a problem so i did my whole communion um then my freshman year of high school, I met my best friend now, Paul. He is my pastor's son. So I was super I was super Christian. Wow. I was super Christian. It was like <laughs> we'd go to church on Sunday. We'd go back to the ha- house afterwards. Um, we'd have sex really quick. And then his parents would come home and we're like, we're just doing Bible study. Um, he, he blames me for like ruining his life. Um, he's my best friend. But he, I think he says it in a playful way. But also I think he really means it. Um, <laughs> um, so I was super Christian for a long time. Number one, TCU was my second one because I wanted, oh, man. because I always knew I was queer and something was wrong with me because of that. Like, and I think that's where my, my like service bottom kinks come in because I saw like, oh, these are all like what a submissive woman is supposed to be. And it was like, well, I want to do that, but I want to choose when I do that. That was fine. And then in 2007, so I was kind of Christian, whatever. Um, then 2017, my ex-husband and I went to a concentration camp because what do you do when you're in Germany? You go to a con and he's Jewish. So we went, it was really important for us. And I just remembered it felt like a weight fell off my chest. It was like any remaining faith I had in anything. It literally felt like it fell out of my body. And that was the day that I, cause I had always had indifference towards religion, mm-hmm. more like a, you know, I'm 20 something. I know more than all of you that you're stupid for believing this. Um, but I never had anger until 2017 Mm. and that's when I just started experiencing 
full on anger towards religion. And it's like my my family calls me an evangelical atheist. I try really hard not to be anymore because my my worst fear is that I'll, I'll make someone feel small. Like that's the that's I've had that done to me countless times. So I can't imagine doing that like like willfully to someone else. So I kind of keep to myself. But like ever since 2017, like I'm full blown sure. angry. One of my best friends that we used to work with, guys, uh, Shauna, uh, she's Mormon, and I think she embodies like all the things right good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yes, absolutely. But she's the but she's the, probably the only religious religious person I have in my life. Like her, I would I would full on die for her. But like no one else. Like I'm like, okay, tell me about the tell me about the plates again, you guys. I'm really interested in that. But so I I try not to be bitter, but I don't know. Growing up, like knowing that Catholicism was used to tear us away from our indigenous roots and to punish us for speaking different languages and for not looking like let's right. face it, like Europeans, like it stripped away a lot of our identity. Like there's languages that will never be spoken again because of Catholicism. So I think that's where I have a lot of my anger. And I think I'm hoping that'll go away with age where I just learn like, Hey, that's not the most productive thing you can do, but like, what am I going to do? Take on the church? No, I'm just going to be angry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. I mean, once I started learning about what the, what essentially every mission in California, you know, they they teach us about those in in, in elementary school. Dude, and we were forced to make them. You remember the mission projects? Right. Like they, they were like, Mm -hmm. not only, not only did we use this to rape and murder your family and teach you to speak English, but now you have to physically make it with sugar cubes. You have to go to Michael's and spend $45 <laughs> to make the San Gabriel mission with sugar cubes. Like, that is some right. crazy shit. And, and they very much just brush over, like, the reality of what happened. Absolutely. Right? They, they like to teach it, like, oh, they came here and they improved everybody's lives. Mm-hmm. They gave them shelter. No, man. No. They slaughtered their families. They took their culture away. They took their beliefs away. Yep. They forced the religion on everybody. And mm-hmm. then they would enslave them, quite literally yep. enslave mm-hmm. them to work at these missions yep. For free, you know what I mean? For, you know, oh, well, you get to live here, so now you're going to do every single task that and we tell you. here's the thing. It's so, the, the and, you, and I've seen it a lot, especially in Southern California and Mexico, the areas that are Mexican and Catholic, they're breeding poverty because you don't use birth control. Right. So you have more children than you can, than you can take care of. Those children end up being the laborers that work for lower, for, for lower amounts of money than other people. It's cyclical poverty, and I don't think Catholicism realizes how much they benefit from that. You're creating poverty everywhere you go and doing it in the name of God. Like, I, I don't I right. don't understand. Yeah. Now, before we get any deeper, I do, personally, for me, I want to say that, uh, you know, in this conversation, I don't wish to rain on anybody's parade. You know, I uh, very much, I, I'm of the thought pattern that, you know what, you should be free to be who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Whether mm-hmm. that's gay, yeah. whether that's straight, whether that's queer, whether that's religious, whether that's not religious, atheist, whatever. That's fine. Believe what you want to believe. And that is, you know, at its core, that's what we should all be free to do. Um, Mm -hmm. However, uh, I think that it's important to highlight things that are quite toxic about your belief system. If your belief system is giving you permission to hate on somebody. Yeah. Now we're talking. If you're if you're if your religion is giving you permission or is quite literally instructing you to look down on somebody else, a group of people just because they're different. Absolutely. Now we're talking. Now we have a problem. So mm-hmm. honestly, like if you're Christian, you're Mormon, if you're Catholic, whatever, whatever brings you peace, <laughs> do it. That's great. However, 
growing up in the church, both as a Christian and as a Mormon, I can't help but notice, especially now that I've been learning more about sex, sex positivity, um, LGBTQ+. Plus, uh, I've been learning about all these things, and I'm realizing now how toxic the church's view is on sex. Um, they have a very unhealthy view of sex, and they're honestly pretty scared of oh, sex. Oh, absolutely! In That's where it comes from. Uh, which is, mm-hmm. yeah, which is hilarious. It, it, and I want to start by talking about uh, a purity culture mm. and just the, uh, you know, dude, <laughs> yeah, not even not like. And uh, I just realized it yesterday. Purity, like how the incest vibes that come with purity culture, where it's like young girls like their bodies belong to their father already teaching your daughter from a very young age right. that she has no autonomy and that her daddy is number one right uh... yeah now look look i'm not one to speak on the 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 experience of of anybody who identifies as, as female obviously i'm a male i don't know anything about that however i can tell you that it's very weird to teach women from a very young age that mm-hmm. you're saving yourself for your future husband I'm sorry. Why are we talking Absolutely. to this? Uh, or why are we talking about this to adolescents? Yeah, there's no need. You know, w- why is anybody under the age of mm-hmm. 18 getting this talk that you're saving yourself for a future husband? You're now setting yep. them up to be on this path mm-hmm. where they have to have a husband, they have to be married, they have to go Absolutely. down this very specific path. Otherwise, they're doing it wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is really fucked up for me mm-hmm. uh, to, to put those standards on somebody at such a young age and also to put it on the female mostly because most of these purity, uh, th- this purity culture lands on the shoulders of, of female or female presenting individuals. Yeah. Yep. And, it, you know, it's it's really fucked yeah. up to start ingraining that into somebody from childhood yeah. that your worth is nothing unless you have a man in your life. Or unless you are married. See, I think that's the thing that bothers me the most and because I see it so much is that we put Dude. so much pressure on women uh, to look, dress, and act a certain way, yet we don't tell the guys that they have to do the, the same fucking thing. Like, hey, it, it's, it's disgusting to me, especially like in these rape cases, you find that it's yep. you mostly place the blame on the women. You're like, excuse me, how about right. we talk about the dude who was drunk and incoherent, but still did it, and all this damage that he's done to this particular individual. How fucked is that? Like this year, so fucked. This year, I got. I we went through the divorce proceedings. Um, we were married. We we were we got separated a little bit after one year. I didn't realize how internalized that shame was because we like. Louis C.K. As problematic as he is, there's a quote that he says, and I love it. It says, "No happy marriage has ever ended in divorce." Like there were re- there were reasons there was plenty like I, there was so much but <laughs> when I came home and I I came home to my mother's house like right where I am right here this is the childhood my childhood bedroom the shame that I felt for failing a marriage was dehumanizing like I sat in my bedroom and I was like the one thing that I was told I had to be right. good at I couldn't do. And it's, it's crazy, and I guess it was, I mean, it, you can kind of relate it to imposter syndrome where it's like, I have all right. these accomplishments. I'm my own person outside that relationship. I've been to, you know, 26 countries. I've traveled the world by myself, but none of that mattered because I failed at marriage. Like this year, I was, we were just, Forrest and I were just talking about right. um, non-monogamy. That is your one person. You're going to hell if you're looking at anyone else 
like call it like like spirit yeah, spiritual absolutely. adultery like that type of shit if you're lusting after someone dude the day that you put a ring on my finger i'm not expecting you to never be sexually attracted to another person again that would be so right. weird and right. it would be so much pressure like but I didn't realize that shame was so internal. And then I thought about it. And it's because I grew up hearing I needed mm-hmm. to be a wife and mother. That's all you can do. That is the true mark of success. Be a wife and mother. And it's sad that indoctrination begins from Absolutely. childhood. You know, yeah. th- th- those should not be conversations that any preacher, any any bishop, any pastor, anybody is having with a child. Um, yeah. That should be up to the parent and, and what they believe. And even then, I'm like weary about like, what exactly are you teaching your kids? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's another thing that's it's really uh, worries me a lot about Christianity and and sex is that there is a lot of ignorance and there's a lot of misinformation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up, uh, like I said, as a Mormon and as a Christian. So I kind of got it from from both sides. Right. Mm-hmm. Mormonism didn't really talk about it. Like they didn't really go there yeah. at all. You know, they pretend like it just didn't exist. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen until, you know, we get married and then we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Christianity, they talked about it a lot. You know what I mean? It was it was a very it was it was a hot topic. Mm-hmm. Anytime that yeah. anytime that it came to the topic of sin, it was usually about like you yeah. know. <laughs> oh, we're, now we're talking about sex. Um, so that indoctrination begins when you're very very young, and it's typically just don't do it. You know, that's the information they give you. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't think about it. Don't look at it. Don't do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When and, and what this is brewing is that it's allowing kids to go about their adolescence without the proper information. Because I don't, at this point, I honestly don't even trust the public school system to properly teach about sex. You know what I mean? Um, Because although they do cover a lot of things, they also leave a lot of things out because Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of our school systems are heavily influenced by people that are uh, Mm -hmm. religious, which Mm -hmm. Christianity is like the leading religion here in the U S so it's finding its way into every little facet of our life. Um, it's starting with sexuality and especially with sexuality. Mm -hmm. So, uh, 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 when I was in my teens, I became a, uh, a youth leader, in my church that I was going to. Oh God, to. I would have been so in love with you. <laughs> oh my God. Youth leaders are like my catnip. I just wanted like, I want to ruin it and make it so you like, you can't look your family in the eyes again. That's my goal. And listen, as I, you know, in my time as a youth leader, I was sexually active. I was with somebody uh, and we were sexually active the whole time. So Sluts. that was enough for me to like go crazy because of the, the shame of, of being sexually active, but also sitting up there and like teaching about the Bible, right? That that was crazy. God, uh, God it could be a, te- a telenovela, dude. I should pitch it to Univision, dude. Right? Do <laughs> it, do it. <laughs> um, but in that world, I I went on to see a lot of the kids that were uh, in my quote unquote class grow up, mm-hmm. have unprotected sex, uh, yep. get pregnant, and then they have to marry the person that that got them pregnant. Um, that's a huge issue to me mm-hmm. that they push yep. not only childbirth, uh, but also marriage on, on kids, mm-hmm. on teenagers, yeah. on people that haven't lived their lives. They haven't found who they are. They haven't been able to be true to themselves. And now you're asking them to not only raise another child, but to engage in this contract, this social contract with somebody else that says, Hey, uh, you're going to stay together 
forever. <laughs> which I think, which plus two, that person, like, if you think about it too, the, you may not really, you're just like, oh, you looked great. Like, let's just fuck for the whim of it. Right. Now you have to get married that person. And you may not, you may realize like halfway, like halfway through this journey that you may not like this person. Right. Like how fucked is that? That you're connecting to someone? Dude, you know how many girls I grew up in the church with that ended up getting the shit beat right. out of them right. by their partners? Because you love you, you're really attracted to them for a hot minute. You have a cute little hookup. Your parents tell you you got to get married now. Now he's beating the shit out of you, and it's it's so common in these toxic. I mean, because with Christianity, it also breeds unfortunately toxic Absolutely. masculinity. And when you when you put all these things, it is like the perfect storm of just everyone <laughs> is gonna get out of the situation. Eventually, they will only come out with so much trauma. That they no longer they they will never have the t- tools to properly heal. See right. what it what it what I usually get from a lot of what religion teaches is that sex is only used for procreation, Absolutely. and you should never enjoy it. The second you start enjoying it is when it becomes a sin, which I think is kind of like an oxymoron because, um, like, okay, you if you're considering sex a sin only when it's considered a pleasure, but it's okay when it's. What, but when you're trying to procreate, like where's like where does that make sense? Absolutely. Right. Now, and then I, as women, we're taught that sex is thing that you have to submit to. It's you have to. What do they you say? Lie back. Down think to. of right. England. Like, right. We're taught that you're not supposed to enjoy it, and it's something <laughs> that's done to you. Your virginity is your value, and once you lose that, that's it. You have no more currency. You have nothing. You have no reason for a man to want to make a wife out of you. You have nothing anymore. Right. So so I, I definitely I want to comment on that because that's a big thing that I've seen in, in my life, too, as a former believer, which, by the way, I I haven't I haven't gone to church in forever. I, I work <laughs> at churches because they pay me. Uh, <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? So and that's it. But even yeah. it being in there and being in the trenches, there's so many times where I'm yep. I'm sitting there doing my job and I'm like, Ugh! I'm like sitting there frustrated because of the things they say. Or how they're presenting certain things. And I'm like, you guys are toxic, man. You guys mm-hmm. are toxic. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I do want to comment on that, Lauren. The fact that there, that, that there is this theory in even the most uh, lax or, or um, new age or conservative. Or I'm sorry, not conservative. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The opposite of conservative. Liberal. Liberal, yeah. Ooh, the, 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 Christians, most... the Christians that wear their toms. And... <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I exactly. love them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I lived. I listened to K Rock, dude. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. One time, but I won't say Black Lives Matter because you know. <laughs> Damn. That's that's a whole other topic, right? Lauren. I'd love to pop the lid off right uh, there. There's a lot yeah, of hypocritical yeah. oh, shit going me. on with. I told just you guys, I'm angry. Yeah. I'm fucking angry. Listen, don't even get me started with the the white savior uh-huh. narrative that the church mm-hmm. push, man. Oh, oh. Okay. Anyways, anyways, uh, I'm, I'm gonna get sidetracked. I've got a lot to say. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, they push this weird narrative that every time that you have sex, you're you're sharing a piece of, of your soul with this other individual, right? Dude, that fucked um, me up for years. Right, right, that because it, you know, years. The church, all in all, what it's doing is it's taking something so natural, so fun, so expressive, so so uh, basic to who we are as human mm-hmm. beings, and they're making it something. So much more than it is. Now, you know, I don't want to minimize sex either and say that anybody can just do it and go have it. No, there's safe ways to do it. 
Um, there's a lot of things you want to keep into consideration. You want to find the right partner that that takes mm-hmm. care of you, right? That you guys mm-hmm. are a team. Uh, so there's a lot to be said about that too. However, this weird thought that every time that you have yep. sexual intercourse with somebody, you're giving them a piece of your soul. That's bullshit, man. And, and it's funny because not even the Bible talks about that. In fact, when it comes to sex and when it comes to marriage in the Bible itself. Now, I want to preface this by saying that I was reading the Bible on a daily for like three, four years of my life as as a youth. Uh, as a, You know, I wanted to be a youth pastor. Oh, God. So I would I have was... tried to blow you after <laughs> church. Like, I would have been like, what's your favorite verse from Timothy? <laughs> With the with the eyelash bashes, <laughs> eyelash batting, and everything. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you know, I, I was on the route to become a youth mm-hmm. pastor, and uh, I was studying the Bible a lot. But mm-hmm. even when you start digging into the Bible and marriage, mm-hmm. it's not specifically defined yeah, anywhere. Absolutely. It doesn't say here are the steps to be officially mm-hmm. married as a Christian. Never says that, right? No. Uh, a, you go to the courthouse and you get a permit. It doesn't talk about that. Um, it also never really talks about sexuality clearly and in fact we found recently uh through tiktok actually and through other sources i've been finding more and more that you know you really start looking at how the bible has been edited Mm -hmm. from year to year Mm -hmm. century to century uh power to power right like the the different churches that get get a hold of the bible the different organizations that even the the different politicians that get a hold of the the different interpretations absolutely the the bible is absolutely left to interpretation and that's probably the most dangerous thing about it Mm -hmm. because anybody can say anything about it anytime they want yeah and when it comes to something like sexuality it is incredibly dangerous to give that kind of power to anybody yep because uh, as of late, we've learned that the, the, the word uh, of homosexuality was inserted, you know, homosexual themes were inserted into the Bible yeah. recently. Like ni- within know, the 1930s. Within the last- literally the 1930s. Right, exactly. And it was a, it was a switch. For, it was a translation error because originally it was supposed to say pedophiles and not homosexuals. Exactly. <laughs> Hello. What the fuck? Hello. Anybody see a connection yes. there? Right. Exactly. So, you know, then that's what that's what worries me about Christianity using the Bible to define Mm -hmm. sexuality. And in that case as well, marriage, because it doesn't really truly define it. And yet they're pushing this narrative on young women, on young men that, hey, you, you can't have sex until you're married. If you think about sex outside of that, you're sinning. God hates you. You're impure. You need salvation, blah, blah, blah. In fact, Mm -hmm. uh, I (laughs) even read. So there's this book. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. There's this book called Every Young Man's Battle, and it's literally a book about how to overcome your own lust, your own sexual desires, to not masturbate, to not look at porn, to not think about women, or or you know, or to not have sexual thoughts. Ill. This is something I read as a teenager to try and like, you know, I I guess. get rid of these thoughts that are natural that are how'd that go uh, you know i didn't listen to it look at him now that. that's what happened look at him now that's the result yeah exactly yeah <laughs> but the fact that these things are being pushed on young uh young people in this country is infuriating it's it's disgusting things like conversion therapy fuck oh you. yeah fuck Truly, that fuck you uh-uh. uh anybody that, that that is trying to push that on people Truly, you're sick. You you need help. Uh, <coughs> Mike Pence. <laughs> yes. Did you fuck Mike yeah. Pence? Oh yeah, man. 
I'm sorry, it's something. So, sorry, it's something in my throat. My apologies. It might have been the fly that was on his head, but you know. I think I'd fuck him. I think I would hate fuck oh, him. Oh no, no, uh, no! I feel like he'd be really like he would just sit there and just like just like get off on himself. Like that's what I feel like is what he's like. Yeah, but I would do that thing where I pretend like I'm gonna squirt, but I just actually just pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Psst. it's that's just it's squirt. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> I don't care that it's yellow. Stop talking. Stop talking. Shut up. It's a hormone imbalance. It's fine. No, I just I see the thing that bothers me the two, the as much as too is that like you have these people who are very much like like don't have sex. It's a sin. But then they're also the ones that are getting caught fucking people. Like fucking right. people and are the like th- like count the number of times we've had to deal with priests, straight up priests saying this is not okay. Gay is a sin. Sex is a sin. If you do it, dick falls off. Yet they're the ones who are getting caught fucking minors. They're pedophiles. And they're and just like, I'm sorry. It, weren't you the one who was saying that sex is a sin, yet you're the one doing it? Like, try to try to get yourself out of that situation. But, Tell me that. The, the but fact I th- that they have... I think the pedophilia is so ingrained in them by making sex so taboo. You tell them their entire lives that it's taboo, it's taboo, and then you put them in a position where they're essentially, they're supposed to be grooming them spiritually, but because their sexuality is so fucked up because you've told them they can't act on anything, Mm -hmm. they're going to end up fucking the kid. Like, that's just, you you put something there, you put a hungry dog, they're going to fucking eat it. And I think that's what the church is kind of doing. It's like, I'm going to tell you, you have, you can never have any sexual congress with any human being, and then I'm going to throw a kid in front of you. Well, look, there's definitely no excuse for, for pedophilia. And, you know, never. there's no, there's never any excuse for that. However, again, there is definitely something to be said about the the toxic thoughts the church has and the toxic environment that the church brews mm-hmm. with their beliefs around yep. sex. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's terrible. It's And the fact that the Catholic Church has spent millions of dollars on covering up uh, cases of sexual abuse mm-hmm. within their, their mm-hmm. ranks of moving priests, like literally just moving them to another yep. location Speaks volumes. when they get Speaks accused. Volumes. Literally buying them houses, uplifting them, uprooting them, moving them away. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, uh-huh. That is just totally sick. Yeah. That is even happen mm-hmm. right oh, that makes um, and, it, it, and they get away with so much too it's so disgusting right. and this is the problem when you give people that kind of say or that kind of power over something as natural as sexuality because they can push mm-hmm. whatever narrative they want they can push whatever agenda they want and it's typically an agenda of uh that's anti you know lgbtq plus it's it's anti sexuality in general, and it's very very See, like, dangerous. I know there's good very people dangerous. everywhere, right? Like, and I and unfortunately, especially specifically with the Catholic Church, just with my trauma with them, I kind of view them the same way that I view, unfortunately, cops. If I have a room of a hundred priests are fucking kids, and the other eighty know about it and aren't doing anything, I have a room of a hundred fucking terrible priests ratting if you're not and i hate that like ratting like you're, you're right. going against your yeah, brotherhood absolutely. type situation but that's what it is and i see them like i see these i i mean i'm come from a catholic family i you know my grandmother is, is brotherhood. i would never ever say anything to disparage her faith because i honestly think her faith is different she grew up in a different time where faith was probably the the, the most comforting thing you're going to eat that week like i get that but but i also i have a hard time 
I have a hard time separating people right. from the church. And then, like, you were talking about public education, how much of our public education system is influenced. It's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, see, that's my issue, too, with religion. Is like we have this lovely thing called the separation of church and state. Yet for some reason, yep. religion hey, always just tends to find it, weasel its way oh, in. Yeah. I'm sorry. The last time I checked, a marriage license is a government issued document that says it is okay for you married. <laughs> Absolutely. But yet for some reason, oh, we can't because it's man and woman. God said right. so. I'm sorry. That's where your argument immediately goes out the fucking right. window. Absolutely. If we're talking about yep. government and you want to bring up religion, I am sorry. Your, your, your point is already moot and it's invalid and it doesn't even deserve to be in the conversation if you're going to bring it up. Absolutely. Sorry. Done. And even to the even to like sex education, that's kind of I would love to be able to be someone that educates youth on sex and do, and starting off by saying sex is great. Absolutely. Sex, the, I dated this guy who wouldn't go down on me because he thought it was too ah, submissive. Right. Ew. Like, <laughs> and you can tell I dated Boo. him when I you can tell I dated Boo him when man. I was younger Boo. because I dated him for six months despite that. Uh, um, if that happened now, I'd be like, oh, so you're going to fuck yourself then. Bye. Cool. Bye, sis. Like, <laughs> he, he said man put himself in a position where he's lower than a woman. And my... Okay. You're right. You're that makes so sense. Right. But you still want me to eat your ass? Okay, cool. Cool. We're down. <laughs> like, so, uh, so, when, so when did you turn, like, finally... Like when did the like the glass break and you realize, oh fuck, this is this is bad and and move away from that. You know, it's funny. I've always kind of had doubts in my mm -hmm. mind um, about it. You know, and, and growing up in the religion, that's terrible, right? You're 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 basically com committing the unpardonable sin by doubting your mm -hmm. faith and doubting mm -hmm. the the you know the reality that you have been brought mm -hmm. up in. So I've always had an ounce of doubt. Also, it didn't help that I, you know, I had one one parent pulling me toward mormonism the other pulling me toward christianity you know what oh, i mean that's hard. so i was always kind of divided in that and uh i think i had definitely some like you know i've been t talking to my therapist about it a lot uh, about the uh, the environment that that kind of created in my mm -hmm. head I mean, personally um i think it was always there it was just never really i never really talked about it i never really accepted it until recently mm -hmm. right uh, i would say probably uh, God, it's probably like eight or nine years ago now that I really started questioning everything, yeah. right? And this is when I was at at my deepest in my biblical mm -hmm. studies, uh, where I was literally reading the thing daily, where I was getting through uh, books and books in, in the Bible. I was uh, highlighting things. I was underlining. I was preaching. I was doing everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was doing the whole thing. And the deeper that I went, the more that I realized that there are a lot of discrepancies. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that don't add up. The 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 God of the Old Testament is definitely not the God of the 100%. New Testament. Mm -hmm. that they, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, the fact that he wiped his people out multiple times, he's just like, ah, fuck, let me restart this. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, what? what? And then, and then that, you know, the same Old Testament has Psalms that talk about, like, oh, you know, God is graceful and he forgives. And it's like, yo, he just flooded the earth, though. You're like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Explain that logic about? to me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So I just started really seeing a lot of these discrepancies. And uh, one of the biggest things for me was researching religion in general and seeing that Christianity and the Bible is not the mm -hmm. first religion. It's not the oldest religion. Uh, it's actually fairly recent. 
It's very new. The Bible is pretty new. Christianity uh, uh, and the, the whole thought of Jesus and all that, that's fairly recent. Uh, and, you know, before that, there were other religions. Before that, there were other mm -hmm. books. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love the, the internal battles that Christians have with themselves, especially yeah. growing up as, you know, a, 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 I guess you can say bi in, in the um, Christian and Mormon. Uh, you know, you hear the Christians talk about how the Mormons, oh, that's just a made-up book that was written by man. And then down the line, I'm like, y'all, both of y'all books were written mm -hmm. by man. Like, <laughs> you, you know what's interesting? Ricky Gervais, he said this quote. He said, you know, if, if all of society was completely wiped out tomorrow and we had to start over from scratch, you could take every science book and in 100, and here, 100 years, 200 years, it'd be the exact same results because science is exact. You would get the same everything. But religious texts mm -hmm. would be completely right. different because they would yeah. be starting from scratch. It's just like... What also, is, the, the, it's book, crazy. the Bible itself is written about a rebel who went against the, the you know, the, the higher beings. And right. and he did a lot of rebellious shit. Yet apparently, you know, oh, you can't do this certain thing. You can't do that certain thing. And then they try to play against it. But then yet they like they shoot themselves in the foot because their interpretation goes against completely everything that the main the central figure was doing <laughs> you know right. if if jesus can wash the feet of whores why can't i put my boobs on the internet without <laughs> mm -hmm. well like... he here's the thing he he to that point it's another thing that really opened my eyes uh, i really dove into the mm -hmm. four gospels right first of all two of the gospels are like yeah and they're just letters together, they're just letters right? they're right it it and if you really look at the history of the gospels i think it's the book of john it was like partially written and then somebody yeah. else wrote the rest. Mm -hmm. So it, they just filled in the gaps. And it's like, what would they look at? this is supposed to be the account of Jesus on earth. This is supposed to be what your whole faith is based uh -huh. on. And somebody else just <laughs> finished it. That, 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 that make wasn't it make there. Sense. You know what I mean? Make it make like, sense. Right. Like, okay. All right. Sure. Um, and they like to excuse it by like, oh, you know, they were divinely inspired. Okay. Bullshit. They were on shrooms. Anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the best way to be. <laughs> right. Uh, the biggest thing that got me, right, was you look at Jesus, you look at his teachings, you look at him here on earth. He was one of the, the passages that sticks out in my head all the time is that he's talking to the Pharisees, which back then were like the uh, the, the upholders, the holiest of holiest. You know, they're supposed to be the uh, the voice of God, if you will. They're supposed to be re representatives of the church and of all things holy. He's talked. Jesus himself is talking to them and he says, hey, listen, if you live by the law. You will die by the yep. law. I'm here to tell you to live by grace. So what does that mean? He's telling the Pharisees that if you're trying to live by following all the laws in the Bible, you're yeah. fucked because there's no way to mm -hmm. do it. There's no way you can follow every single law. And in fact, we brought it up earlier, but there's that example of Jesus saying that if you've lusted, uh, if you've lusted for a woman in your mind, you've already slept with her. You know, that, that's something that he has mm -hmm. said. I slept with um, a and, lot and of people. What he's trying. If that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought it was a lot before, but like I, I mean, I'm like you guys. I guess I mean just whatever. Sorry. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know it, it, what he's trying to say is that if you're trying to follow every single law, you're it, you, you have yeah. no mm -hmm. hope, right? I'm here to teach you that hey, you get to heaven by my grace, so that you can be a human being, and you can still get yeah. to heaven. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? And yet the church kind of brushes over that passage is like so jesus said this anyways don't have sex you know what i mean but it's like wait a second like did you just hear what your boy said like he just said 
that it shouldn't matter what we do here because we all have yeah. grace, right? So it's yeah. it's hypocritical things like mm -hmm. that. Um, and also, I just started realizing how uh, anti-female, anti-woman the Bible is. Weird thing, believe it or not, I noticed that when I was like eight years old. <laughs> I just remember, it's hilarious yeah. that the word submissive defines so much of like my sexual life now. I, I find so I find so much comfort in it, but I'm realizing <laughs> I find comfort in it because my submission now is consensual. I was raised like you have right. to be everything is very you have to be very submissive to the men around you. I was taught from a very early age that you can speak loudly over men. You can you have to sit a certain way around men. When I <laughs> when I'm right. around men, I have to hold myself differently to appear strong. And all these things that were like I remember being taught in church, like you had to sit up straight because your boobs were gonna you're gonna have saggy boobs. What the fuck are you telling a nine year old that she's gonna set? Like you're all, so not only wow. are you giving me weird fucking body image issues, you're you're sexualizing me as a child, and only doing those two things so I can appear more desirable to the nine-year-old boy sitting next to me. Like, it's fucking weird. It is it is bizarre. If you go, like, I have spent, I used to do, right. like, um, a women's Bible study as, I, as, you know, I was in high school. And then I, as I got into college, I was doing it a lot, too. And now looking back at some of the things that I have said to young girls, because that's what was, that's what we were learning. I would shame these girls that were having sex with their boyfriends. Sure. I was doing the same fucking thing. I had this mm -hmm. spiritual superiority right. of I'm a teacher. It was, it was one, it was too much power. Youth pastors are fucking weird. Right. And you're giving them a weird, you're, you're essentially grooming younger kids. I don't understand why that's not discussed more. Right. But the Bible and Christianity, unfortunately, and I, I mean, I lived right. and loved with right. Mormons mm -hmm. for about two years when I was in New York aggressively anti-woman like it's well i mean it's it's written into into their theology on like page one right yep. the fact that mm -hmm. god created adam first yeah and then from adam came the woman yep you know what i mean like even th that even, is, even though you can't be birthed you you are birthed from a woman adam is still the first like i don't it's not right. a chicken and the egg situation it's no right. the women came first like i don't understand right yeah. the fact that the uh, the bible is mostly male-centric um, even though we know that there have been other figures, female figures in the Bible that have been eliminated from the Bible. But um, the, the it, in the Bible are stereotypes. Madonna, like men in the Bible can right. be diverse. They can be like Job. The story of Job is so fucking inspiring. And he is, but it's still about right. a vengeful God. And don't forget that in the story of Job, mm -hmm. the wife is the one who is constantly being like, you should just give up on God. Look at him. He's a jerk. You know what I mean? Uh, there's so many cases of where yeah. the woman is literally uh, just made to be the bad guy. You know what I mean? They, they, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> right. It's easy I mean, to like someone was else. It that yeah. Took the apple and bit of it. The woman. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the woman told yeah. me. The woman told me to do it. Literally, a quote yep. from Adam in the book. Um, so you know, it's it's mm -hmm. stuff like that that I started noticing. And we're punished. We're pun we're punished with menstrual cycles. So if as a young girl, if you're involved in a youth group, and you, so like when I I used to I used to go to a church in Whittier. I was it was one of those big mega churches that you're like, mm, for some reason there's ten of you in your family, and all of you drive Audis. <laughs> fucking weird. Um, but I just remember like you couldn't ever. So like now I know as an adult, I'm 27. I was recently diagnosed with. Um, what is it? What does, I don't even know what it's fucking called. Rheumatoid arthritis. Mm. And I've had fibromyalgia. So when I say I have period cramps, 
I'm telling you, my body feels like it's in labor. Like I can't stand up. I can't do it. That was never an excuse to miss mm. church. That is your, that is your penance as a woman. That is what you're born with. That is your responsibility to go through your menstrual cycle, carry it with grace. Right. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm 15. You guys right. <laughs> like, yeah. why is there this much pressure on my shoulders? And it's because I was, we were, we're taught that we have less. And value. now let, let me, exp let me share with you guys an experience that I've had multiple times. All right. Uh, where mm -hmm. I was a uh, youth leader, it was a Pentecostal church. So oh, that God. in and of itself oh, is a whole Lord. other thing that we can talk about. You want to talk about uh, uh, mass manipulation. You want to talk about, mm. uh, you know, mm. uh, just a whole myriad of things. It's there. Uh, but even in the most strictest of, of worlds and even in the most liberal of Christian worlds, too, because I've worked for some very liberal uh, Christian <laughs> churches as well. There's one constant theme. I have seen multiple times where young women are asked to yep. go and change, go and change their outfits because they are too, quote unquote, <laughs> provocative. Uh, You're distracting yep. the men. Right. Which what the hell, man? Like, come on. Or maybe just, I don't know, men stop looking like. Right. Right. <laughs> How about teach your men to stop being pigs and yeah. objectifying people that don't want to be objectified? You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Well, they, they want to be able to call the shots with zero accountability right. for themselves. Mm -hmm. Like they don't want it, it's do as I say, not do as I do. Like they're, they're right. Uh, so now, you know, how many times I had to change because I was wearing like and I would go to and I would usually go to youth group from school. So it's like you're telling me this outfit's OK for school. But I get here to your weird basement <laughs> Bible study and it's I'm tempting men. OK, with my God. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, in the Pentecostal world, it was the women could not wear jeans. They couldn't yeah. wear pants. They were mm. they were only supposed to wear like skirts and long skirts at that. Uh, in in the more liberal churches, it's happened twice. Once with a young woman who was wearing a red jumpsuit during the holidays that had her shoulders out. That's it. Her shoulders were out and Horror. exposed. It's it was, too much. Too yeah, much. Too much. Too they much. asked her to go change. Uh, and That's there was so another. Sad. She probably looked so cute. She was all dressed up for the dude, holiday. Dude, she was rocking it. She was honestly Aww. rocking it. You know what I mean? And it sucks because you get there, you're excited about your outfit, you're excited about your look, and then you're told, "Hey, your body is not yep. acceptable. Hey, your your image is not acceptable here because you're mm -hmm. going to be distracting to other people." Fuck mm -hmm. you. That's that's ridiculous. That and yeah. it happened again uh, with somebody else that I knew, where they literally brought on essentially a panel of like men to talk about the outfit change and why it shouldn't happen uh, or why it should happen and why it's inappropriate to wear what they're wearing. It's stuff like that that infuriates me. The fact that that stuff is allowed to happen behind closed doors where you're talking about a subject with, uh, you know, with a bunch of guys, with a bunch of men in a room and no female representation, that in and of itself is problematic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I do think that the like I do feel like a lot of the religion is a lot of white guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like it really is. it's just it's disgusting, and it's like it seems. I mean, granted, too, like now we're seeing we we're seeing a shift even in the political climate. We're seeing now more diversity. We're seeing female representation. Right. We're seeing people who are in the LGBT communities. But unfortunately, that's not happening with religion. And it's disgusting because now we're still getting, we're breeding these toxic, shitty people who are spewing out so much, you know, hypocritical, moronic bullshit yeah. That then starts to make people it, it'll fuck with people mentally Absolutely. and it fucks with them. And they're and it seems like more likely not only if they leave, they will end up with 
a little bit more mental mental baggage that they need to that they leave with but it has for them to cope that they then start turning to drugs and they start turning into other things right and it's not it's something that needs to be addressed and it sucks that this is this is being allowed to go on because unfortunately people in politics also happen to be people who associate with these religions and and it's bullshit such bullshit and let me tell you i recently came across a preacher uh he's not a preacher but he's He's an author of a book. Um, he's going around speaking uh, at churches a lot, especially like the liberal mm-hmm. modern day churches, right? That are trying to be accepting of the LGBTQIA plus community, right? They're trying to veil that they're like, oh no, it's okay, it's okay, just just come to church. You know what I mean? It's fine. They're just um, a shitty. <laughs> this guy's name is Caleb Kaltenbach. I think I said it right. Um, he is. He wrote a couple of books, but essentially. Uh, he's going around to a lot of churches mm-hmm. trying to preach like, hey, inclu- inclusivity, right? Inclusivity, mm-hmm. hey, we should accept uh, our members of the LGBTQIA plus community into our churches. However, guys, he's a straight white man. Yep. That's mm-hmm. going around. That's how it works. Uh, like, I love to ask. I love to ask old school Mormons. I mean, like, hey, did you actually know any black people before 1978? <laughs> right. Or like, and Jonathan, I, I don't know if you if you kind of feel the same way with Catholicism. Um, I assume I apologize. I assume you're Hispanic. So yeah, I, I yeah, look yeah. at these people, and I'm like, you're literally like, and I used to feel like this way during communion all the time. You're literally the hand of your oppressor is literally feeding you. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and I don't know if it's this weird Stockholm syndrome. Like I also see it with the Mormon community, where I'm like, these are people that didn't recognize your existence. Right. And then I see it in the black community where I'm like, we hate everything about slavery except Christianity. Like that was these these religions were used to control them and tell them what they could do. And then, I mean, unfortunately, when you when it comes to like sexuality, it also is eugenics because you're telling them when they can breed. You're telling them when they can they can have children with like, how is that not eugenics? I don't understand. Yeah. So, you know, you know. Mm -hmm. They're allowed. They're they're allowing people to talk about these things, and they have no clue what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Like this guy. He you know he's a straight mm-hmm. white man. He's married. He's got kids. His whole backstory is that his parents ended up getting a divorce, and they ended up dating people of the same sex. Right. So his parents uh, were together, Hot. and then they decided, hey, we're gonna we're gonna uh, get a divorce, and now we're gonna date people of the same sex. So his mom's a lesbian, oh my dad's God. gay. Right. Uh, that's his like claim to fame. That, oh, I oh got my gay God. parents, so I know all like about you're this, a special right? fucking egg. Uh, <laughs> so, right. So now he's going around talking to people and writing books where his message seems to be inclusive. And, and if you're a Christian that is hearing him talk, I can see how you hear it and you're like, oh yeah, right on, right on. Yeah, he's he's all, he's got the right idea here. We got to be more like Jesus and be more accepting. Well, it, what he's ultimately preaching about is accepting quote unquote messy people like the LGBTQ plus community. Oh, uh, the sinner, it's the love the sinner, uh, hate the sin type of thing. Exactly. Beautiful. That we should live in tension, in tension. He mm-hmm. uses the, the example of a rubber band, right? Where there needs to be tension for it to work. We need to live in tension between grace and law, right? That we need to sit between there. That that's where we should be living. Uh, that my love for you, he, he, he literally, there's a video where he's talking about, uh, mm-hmm. kids coming out to their parents. Right. And his advice was like, Hey, you know, you should base it on my love for you is based on God. It's not based on, it's not really based on you. It's based on God. So I have grace for you. And 
more than anything, this man still acknowledges sexual sin outside of marriage. So if you're having sex outside of the confines of marriage, it's still wrong. Uh, even if they, even if the couple have already discussed having an open relationship, right. or bringing in a third, you know, right. fuck that, fuck right. all of that. So he's going around preaching that you should be accepting, but not really. You know what I mean? And that's the problem yeah. with Christianity today. You have to make sure your love is conditional, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. what's his name again? Uh, it's uh, I gotta bring it up again. Caleb, Caleb. Kaltenbach. His his last name is spelled K A L T E N B A C H. Mm-mm. He sounds like he drives a Land Rover. Probably. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so you know, that's the world that we're living in today, where Christianity yeah. is trying to kind of adapt to social norms. But at the end of the day, when you believe your book says that sex outside of marriage is bad, when you teach kids to just don't do it, don't think about it, don't look at it, instead of teaching them, hey, here's let's talk about consent. Let's talk about safe sex. Let's talk about contraception. Let's talk about balancing and finding good partners. You know what I mean? Uh, let's talk about how to be safe. Instead of doing that, they're just pushing this narrative of don't do it until you're married. And honestly, by then, yeah, it's too late. If you marry somebody that and you're completely sexually uh, incompatible, uh, according to the church, you're fucked. Because there's yeah. even verses in the Bible that says the Lord detests yep. divorce. So now, uh, not only can you, ex- you can you not explore your sexuality in your adolescence or before outside of a marriage, you can't even really explore it in marriage and because you're locked into something. And you try to bring something. in marital aids, mm-hmm. i.e., vibrators or any of that. Right now, you're offend you're offending your partner. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. it's a pride mm-hmm. issue at the end of the day. Yep. Right, right, yeah. Because the partner God. is not satisfying mm-hmm. you enough, and you know we can talk about you know the man supposed to be the head of the household <laughs> and the woman supposed to be submissive. Sexuality in Christianity and religion is Absolutely. toxic as fuck. That's all I want to get to. That's <laughs> no all I want to say. Here. The last question, Jonathan, yes. that I have for you, and this is a question that I th- it's always super important for us to ask because it's always cool to hear the different answers. What does sex mean to you? Damn, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I should have known that was coming. I should have prepared for that. Mm-hmm. I've listened to the podcast. I should have known. I should have known. <laughs> that's on me. Um, sexuality, to me, it means freedom. Because before growing up, it mm-hmm. meant oppression. You know what I mean? Um, it, it meant that you, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to do it. You're not supposed to explore yourself sexually. You're not supposed to explore others sexually. You're not supposed to explore outside of your gender or outside of your box or outside of your yeah. confines sexually. So to me, sexuality right now, mm-hmm. it's freedom, dude. It, it's, you know, it's expression. It's exploration. It's, it's partnership. It's, you know, it's love. It really is. It's more love than the damn mm-hmm. church will ever show you. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jonathan, I greatly appreciate that we got to talk and we got to have this conversation because I think it was I think it was a very valid one. Obviously it's one that I don't I haven't really experienced as much anymore. So I was kind of glad to kind of sit on the sidelines and like get to have get to listen to others who have had these experiences and be a support system for those and and still be and bring on the sex positivity and say, you know what, religion Please go fuck yourselves. Um, <laughs> and that's on allyship. And that's there on you pe- go. <laughs> period. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I don't know what the listenership is, but if you are listening to this podcast right now, if you can hear my voice right now, and if you are religious, if you are Christian, if you are anything in that world, and you are struggling with your sexuality, 
you are struggling with the shame that that has been shoved uh, into your brain, literally forcefully, by years and years of religious teaching. I'm here to tell you, you don't have to be ashamed of your sexuality. You don't have to be ashamed of exploring it. You don't have to be ashamed of any of that. Uh, because at the end of the day, the Bible is left mm. completely up to interpretation. And God damn it, don't you ever let anybody yes, tell you what mm. you can and cannot do. Because you are an individual. You are Fuck free. Yeah. You can do whatever Fuck the hell yeah. you want. Do it safely. Fuck yes. Uh, and Jonathan, I'm so Just glad you yep. said that. Fuck all your friends. Literally fuck, fuck all your friends. Of, fuck do all it. of them. <laughs> yeah. Sign up Sign up to their yes. OnlyFans. You yes. know, do what you got to do. So, you know? uh, with that being said, <laughs> not that you have an OnlyFans or anything, but um, go ahead and shout, shout out shout out your <laughs> socials, um, specifically the haunt list or hotline, because I know that that is your big thing that I love listening to. What are the socials for those? Sure. Uh, the haunt line, uh, I, I would love to say that as the, uh, the official brand rep of that, we are very sex positive. Uh, Fuck we yeah. are very open to anybody in the community. We are we are allies for mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, and goddamn it, I'll shout it through the roofs, man. We are all about equal rights at the Haunt Line. So if you want to uh, tune in to somebody who's uh, <laughs> not going to shove some toxic shit down your throat, uh, you can tune into uh, the Haunt Line on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us there at the Haunt Line. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever you download podcasts. The Haunt Line. Uh, the full title is The Haunt Line, SoCal Haunts and Events. Beautiful. Uh, and you can also find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash The Haunt Line. And check out the, the episodes we got with Forrest. They're fun, man. Yes. And I will include all those in the show description down below. But if you if you do want to see non-toxic, if you do want to see non-toxic stuff shoved down my throat, you can also go to my only <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right. So thank you guys so much for listening to another really good exciting episode of coming and other stuff you should know my name is Forrest your favorite gunkle my name is Lauren Victoria your thoroughly medicated princess and I'm Jonathan Casco and always remember to stay open stay curious and stay coming coming. (laughs) bye everyone bye Thanks for tuning in to another exciting episode of Coming and Other Stuff You Should Know. Have a question or topic suggestion we should cover? Send an email to comingpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow our official Instagram at Coming and Other Stuff. Come again soon.